And what about the competition? Is that kind of a fun thing that, you know, many people are working <laughs> on this all at once? It's, you know, both like annoying and motivating and fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've felt similarly, but it does push us to be better and do faster and uh, do, do things faster. We're very confident in our approach. We have like a lot of people that I think are like skating to where the puck was and we're going to where the puck is going and feels all right. I think people would be surprised at how small OpenAI is. How many employees do you have About now? 500, so we're a little bigger than before. But that's tiny. <laughs> okay, but, uh, you know, by Google, Microsoft, Apple standards. It's tiny, uh, yeah. And we, have not, and we have to not only, like, run the research lab, but now we have to run a real business and product, two products. So, yeah, that, the scaling of all your capacities, including talking to everybody in the world and listening to all those constituencies, that's got to be fascinating for you right now. It's very fascinating. Is it mostly a young company? Or it's an older company than average. Okay. Um, it's not a bunch of 24-year-old programmers. It's true. My perspective is warped because I'm in my 60s, so I see you, and you're younger, but you're right. It's 40, you have a lot in 40s. 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. yeah, so it's not the early Apple, Microsoft, which we were really kids. Yeah, uh, it's not, and I've reflected on that. Uh, I, I, think, I think companies have gotten older in general, and I don't know quite what to make of that. I think it's like somehow a bad sign for society. But I track this at YC and like the best founders have trended older over time. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, um, and then in our case, it's, it's a little bit older than the average even still. No, you got to learn a lot by your role at Y Combinator helping these companies. Was, I guess that was good training that was what you're doing now. That was super helpful, yeah. <laughs> Including yes. seeing, seeing mistakes. Totally. OpenAI did a lot of things that are very against the standard YC advice. We took four and a half years to launch our first product. We started the company without any idea of what a product would be. We were not talking to users. And I still don't recommend that for most companies. But having learned the rules and seen them at YC made me feel like I understood when and how and why we could break them. And we really did things that were just like so different than any other company I've seen. The key was the talent that you assembled and letting them be focused on the big, big problem, not some near-term <laughs> revenue thing. I think Silicon Valley investors would not have supported us at the level we needed because we had to spend so much capital on the research before getting to the product. And we just said like, eventually the model will be good enough that we know it's gonna be valuable to people. But we were very grateful for the partnership with Microsoft because this kind of way ahead of revenue investing is not something the venture capital industry is good at. No, and the capital costs were reasonably significant, almost at the at the edge of what venture would ever be comfortable with. Maybe past. Yeah, maybe past. And I give Satya incredible credit for, you know, thinking through how do you take this brilliant AI organization and uh, couple it into the the large software company. And it has been very, very synergistic. It's been wonderful, yeah. You really touch on it, though. Which, and this was something I learned from Y Combinator. We just said, we are going to get the best people in the world at this. We are going to make sure that we're all aligned at where we're going in sort of this AGI mission. But beyond that, we're going to let people do their thing. And we're going to realize it's going to go through some twists and turns and take a while. And we had a theory that turned out to be roughly right. But a lot of the tactics along the way turned out to be super wrong. And we just tried to follow <laughs> the science. Yeah, I remember going and seeing the demonstration and thinking, okay, what's the path to revenue on that right. one? Uh, you know, what uh, what is that like? And in these these frenzied times, 
you're still holding on to an incredible team. Yeah. Great people really want to work with great colleagues. And so, like, there's a that's there's an a attractive force, deep center of gravity there. And then also, people, I mean, it sounds so cliche and every company says it, but people feel the mission so deeply. Like, everyone wants to be in the room for the creation of AGI. No, it must be exciting. And I, you know, I can see the energy when you come up and blow me away again with the, the demos, you know, that I, I'm seeing new people, new ideas. Yeah. You're continuing to move at a, a really incredible speed. What's the piece of advice you give most often? Well, I think there's so many different forms of talent. And early in my career, I thought, okay, you know, just pure IQ, like engineering IQ. And of course, you can apply that to financial and sales. But you know, that turned out to be so wrong. And building teams where you have the right mix of skills is so important. And so getting people to think uh, for their problem, you know, how do they they build that team that has all the, the different skills? That's probably the one that I think is, is the most helpful. I mean, yes, telling kids, you know, math, science is cool if you like it, but uh, it's it's that talent mix that really surprised me. What about you? What what advice do you I, get? I think it's something about how people, most people are sort of miscalibrated on risk. And they're like afraid to leave the like soft, cushy job behind to go do the thing they really want to do. When, when in fact, if they don't do that, like they look back at the end of their lives, they're like, man, I never went to like go start this company I wanted to start or I never tried to go be an AI researcher. I think that's sort of much riskier. And related to that, being clear about what you want to do and asking people for what you want, I, I think goes a surprisingly long way. And so I think a lot of people get trapped in spending their time in not the way they want to do. And probably the most frequent advice I give is to try to fix that some way or other. Yeah, if you can get people to into a job where they feel they have a purpose, it's more fun and, you know, sometimes, you know, that's, that's how they can have gigantic impact. That's for sure. Subscribe to Unconfuse Me wherever you listen to podcasts. 